The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to The Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development, showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered Podcast. Your host, Olivia here, and I have the Dr. Pillay. And we're going to be talking about turning your ideas into clients and profitable happiness. Just a little bit about Dr. Pillay. He's an educator, musician, best-selling author, and the founder of Profitable Happiness International. Through hands-on mentorship, he helps entrepreneurs employees and except and executives unleash their hidden powers of mindset and marketing to achieve the success they seek. His links are in the show notes below. And if you're watching this on YouTube, they're in the description below. Dr. Pillay, I'm so happy to have you. It's a, a real pleasure to be on this call with you, Olivia. Thank you so much. Of course. So you've been doing this thing for a long time. You've been like in this for a couple of decades, like almost my whole life. So please just give me, <laughs> just give me um, a little bit of, like you've learned through a lot. So how do you really turn your ideas into clients? Yeah, you're, you're right that that's a, that's a big topic, but I think it's a very important topic because I think at the core of, the problem most of us have is that we have lots of experience in life, lots of knowledge, lots of things we want to share. And then we've got this big question, how do I make money? <laughs> how do I how do I turn all of these things that I have, I've experienced? I have a PhD, I have a master's, I have this. How do I make money? And one thing I wanted to just uh, uh, correct is that my focus is really more on helping entrepreneurs now than it is with helping companies. Now, it doesn't mean I won't help companies and I don't, but I've been, most of my clients really are entrepreneurs that are, are, are trying to turn their ideas into clients versus the bigger companies trying to do so. So to answer your question, how do you do that? The very first thing you have to do is get uh, clarity. The next thing you have to do is learn how to attract customers to you. And the last thing you have to do is learn how to create results. So turn your attraction into monetization. And I call that a car, C-A-R. So you get clarity on exactly what your ideas are and how they become offers. You attract your ideal clients with your offers by making them into magnets. And then you learn how to convert uh, uh, the attracted people in your ecosystem into paying clients. It's a big topic, but those are the big things and I call it a car because it's how you drive from A to B. A is I have ideas and I don't have any clients. 
B is now people are listening. Now I get paid for my passion, for the things I love to do and so on and so forth. It's a big topic, but those are the big three steps. Car. Yeah. And while you were saying them, I was like, okay, clarity, attraction, results. Okay. And then you said car. I was like, oh yeah, that's what that spells. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It's not an acronym. But I like that. And I'm, I'm one of those people that's more so into attraction marketing. Mm-hmm. I've been fighting recently um, that our online world has become so transactional. Mm-hmm. And I'm really starting to dislike that. Like mm. as a person that is not very transactional, I like to build relationships. Yeah. And you, you have a platform that allows people to really learn if their messages are conveying properly and, you know, build relationships with people. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, I wrote a book called Social Velocity. I don't know if you can see it with the lighting here, but Social Velocity, um, it says, why going fast won't get you far. (laughs) And it completely aligns with the philosophy and the thinking you just described about this fast, speedy, transactional, spammy world that we all live in. In fact, this book was um, uh, reviewed by Seth Godin, author of This Is Marketing. And Seth is probably the father of online marketing and permission marketing as we know it today. So I feel very lucky that he took the time to read this book, review it, and he said, Dr. Pillay shows you just how much outbound marketing has changed and helps you find your footing in a brand new world of ideas. Love, Seth. He's just the best. Now, the reason I bring up this book is this book is the foundation of the environment that you described. And I call that environment client jam. Now, you might wonder, well, what's a jam? Uh, What's a client jam? Um, I'm a musician. Uh, You can probably tell with the guitars and everything in my studio here. Um, But when musicians come together to jam, what they're really doing is they're creating a space of impromptu excellence that's going to happen because we came together. Now, if we were on our own trying to you know, create the music or whatever the content might be, we would not be as excellent. We would not get the feedback. There wouldn't be the urgency. And so a client jam is when peers, people who are all in the business of turning their ideas into clients come together at specific times, they jam through the software, and then they give each other feedback. And that peer feedback is so powerful because it helps everyone get better at content creation for social media. You know, the real challenge we all have is that the social media gurus, the people who own Facebook and LinkedIn and all these places, they are looking for engagement. They Mm -hmm. are going to suppress any post that you and I put out that doesn't have engagement. So if I put out a post, put some content, might be the best thing in the world, but if it doesn't have certain qualities and certain types of engagement, it'll get like two or three views, you know, me, my mm-hmm. wife and my, my mama <laughs> will see, will see those posts. And so a community like client jam really gets you to the next level of post engagement, learning by feedback and by, by participation with others um, and seeing your results in real time. I can go and see graphs that show me how many people are actually engaging with my posts and following it back to my lead magnet or back to my, my offer. So it's a, it's a place where the dream, and the promise of social velocity gets to come alive. And it's a completely free environment. I, I built it. The software is completely for 
people who want to turn their ideas into clients and do it in a group environment. It's completely free and they can, of course, just use it and, and, uh, and, and grow the world, improve the world. That's our goal. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's, you know, it's so beneficial to actually get feedback. So many people like, if they're not reacting, you really aren't going to get feedback, but there are, there are people, and I've noticed this, that'll comment on, on my things. is like, I never really respond, but I love looking at your posts because you've got those people that are a lot of introverts, for instance, do not react to things. And there's more introverts in this world than extroverts. Yeah. I'm going to just put that out there. Just, yeah. <laughs> I know. Granted, you know the things. And, you know, I know Seth Godin is super cool, but I think there was an even cooler thing that you've done that you've shared with me is you did marketing for Les Brown. Like oh. that to me is more <laughs> like, why? Like, because I'm so in the personal development space. Like yeah. he's been in my head so many times, in my ears so many times. And I'm just yeah. like, that is so cool. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, he's like still going and doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Les Brown. First of all, let me do my, my Les Brown impression. You have greatness within you. <laughs> I love Les Brown. Uh, I met him several years ago. He was looking for some help getting some things on the Internet. And uh, I was his uh, little helper guy. And I asked him, I said, Les, can I call myself your vice president of marketing for my resume? He's like, call yourself whatever you want. But the bottom line is I just helped him do a few things, put some things on the internet. But he, tell, he told me one day, he said, you know, Dr. Play, here's, here's what you gotta do. You gotta realize that all the greatness that we, we talk about you and other people having, it's useless unless you get it out there somebody has to see and appreciate your greatness or else you can't do anything with it. You can't convert it into clients. And I actually moved from Les Brown to his mentor. So I call Les Brown my mentor, but Les Brown has a mentor and his mm -hmm. mentor is a gentleman named Bob Proctor. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, Bob Proctor rather. Yep. The late Bob Proctor. I never met him. But I, I have considered him my mentor ever since Les Brown introduced me to him. And I've learned that the most important thing we all need to focus on is mindset. Mindset is arguably the one thing that stops the greatest of us in our tracks. I don't care how much you've got to give. If you say you're not going to do it, guess what? You're not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's my learning from Les Brown. Yeah, I, I like Bob Proctor. Earl yeah. Nightingale, um, a lot of like, I've been, when I saw you, I've just, um, I'm even like an Eckhart Tolle fan, you know, like, you're going to go, you're going to go woo woo on us, huh? <laughs> it's not even like that, you know, cause you know, I'm, I'm a Christian person, but at the same yeah. time, I don't think that, um, I'm, I'm very just about being present and being, yeah. you know, enjoying the journey and, you with profitable happiness, you know the importance of, yes, mindset, but also being present in the moment. You want to go into that? Well, yeah, you know, and, and when I said woo-woo, I, I want to make sure anybody listening to this knows that I meant that as a, as a joke, sort of, sort of, because so many people, and myself included, live entire lifetimes getting good at all the external things. They get good mm. at, at how to to read and write and, and, and gosh, play the guitar and do all kinds of things. And one day they wake up and they're like, wait a second, I've never ever worked on me. 
and 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 the funny thing is that and this is probably the biggest thing i've learned in my life and that's this the same methodology and technology it takes to get really good at playing the guitar the same technology it takes to get good at learning a language or doing anything is exactly the same thing that you have to use to get good at your own mindset and once you realize that your mind is a thing it's a muscle that needs to be developed just like your muscles over here and you realize that you've got some greatness inside of that development that you've you haven't tapped the world just opens so i think back to your question about being present i think it's so easy to just let your life go by. Uh, so many people are living lives in which they are the passenger in their own car. They are an extra in their own movie. But if you start to realize, wait a second, I can do this. As, as, uh, as Robert Schuller once said, you know, if it's going to be, it's up to me. When you realize that you should be the driver of your own car, that's when you're able to become present, really connect the dots between where you are today and where you want to go. And life opens up when you focus on your mindset. I love how you said so many people work on the external and not really the internal. And I'm so big on like working on the internal, but I don't think that a lot of people see the benefit mm. in working on the things that they can't necessarily see. Yes. Yeah. That's so true. Do you, what, what have been some of the biggest benefits on working on you? Oh my gosh. I could go on for days. I'll tell you one quick one. I am very lucky to be someone who was an unbeliever, if you will. I'll use that, that word. And then I gave it a shot. And I'll tell you exactly what I gave, I, I gave a try, what I did. I took one sentence from a book that was about thinking and becoming successful from thinking. Thinking Grow Rich? Not that one. It, it's, oh. it's the science of uh, the science of growing rich or the science of getting rich. It's a different book, but it's it's related. Similar mindset uh, approach. I took like three paragraphs, not not one sentence rather. And I was told by my coach to write that every day for 90 days. And what I was writing for 90 days was essentially that if I want to achieve different things, I have to acquire the ability to think differently not like other people because if i think like everyone else i won't achieve the results that i'm looking for because mm -hmm. everyone else doesn't have those don't have those results mm -hmm. and i said what am i doing this for but i did it every single morning 6 or 7 a.m i wrote this long thing on a piece of paper i wrote it what started to happen is that slowly but surely i began to believe it it started to show up in the things I would say to people. It started to show up in the work I was doing. I would want to do an ad or something with my marketing. And I'd go, wait a second. I don't want to do what those people want to do. I want to do what I believe in. You know, it's like these, this is not what I was doing before. I started to really implement this thing. Why? Because the magic of repetition was mm -hmm. happening to me. And, you know, I have to tell you, that took me from being an unbeliever in the power of my mind to someone who's completely invested in it. And it's funny because I actually had this done to me when I was a child. And I'll take you way back because you, you, you were correct. I, I, I'm not a spring chicken. Um, I, started, I started my life in the 60s, okay? And back then, I was a, a small refugee child in Africa. Uh, we were in a war zone. My mother and I were just running from refugee camp to refugee camp. And 
the amazing thing is that you know the bombs are falling we're hungry if you've seen those black and white pictures with little african children who are dying well i was one of those kids okay and my mother and i were running and my mother couldn't save me from the bombs and she couldn't save me from the hunger and and the disease but you know what she did every day she would sing songs to me she would take my name and put them in a song one of them was called Pelelele Aragansi Ibaba Kunkusi Sounds like a rap, right? I love that song. And she would sing it to me every single day. And you know what she was doing? She was programming my subconscious mind mm -hmm. and making me happy. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I realized, wait a second, I'm happy. I don't have time to be hungry. I'm not afraid of dying anymore because the happiness replaced all that. And so I learned my life's first lesson, which is happiness comes before success and mm -hmm. you can program it you can do it to yourself and when you do it to yourself that's when you realize the power of your mind happiness saved me in my, in my early years and that's what i implement today <laughs> you said so much i just got so excited um by the things you were saying first um the scripture that came to mind because now i've, I've been doing so much with God recently that it's just now I'm just like, okay, scripture, what is that? Yeah. Like, don't be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, mm. you know, doing that repetition. It, it, it's, it's all, it's all written. It's all there. It's so your reticulating activate reticular activating system. You've yep. seeing the things you doing it, that becoming that reprogramming of your mind is so real. And then you speaking on the happiness point because now I will get woo on you. Yeah, <laughs> you, you get what you give in this world. So you giving out that and you overcoming so much. And I, I'm a little biased. I really respect people that have gone through the most adversity and that are the happiest in their lives and really exude that more than whoever didn't really have a real struggle. Like, I just, that, that, that has made it. No, when you've overcome so much and you do so much and you mm -hmm. still have happiness and grace and you have built up to so, like, that is just the most empowering and inspirational stuff to me. And you can tell it's real. And it's, I was thinking about this today at the gym. I'm like, you know what? If you can't be happy in your struggle, you ain't never going to be happy. <laughs> like, like, yes, like, yeah, you can be happy with external stuff if all conditions are right. But mm -hmm. if you can't find happiness in the, in the mud, in the trenches, then you're never <laughs> going to truly yeah. genuinely be happy and you're going to miss it no matter how many things you receive and uh, you just, you just won't. And I think, oh, you just put it all up there. I love it. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know, so many of us um, struggle with happiness because we don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, we think that happiness is a feeling that you will wait to achieve someday mm -hmm. or a feeling that you will magically receive someday if something happens. And the, the problem is that that's not what happiness is. Happiness is something that you invent right here by yourself through doing it. <laughs> happiness is an action that you create. It's not something that happens to you. And so when we shift from waiting for happiness to happen to us and we start to actually create happiness ourselves, everything changes. You can create happiness, for example, by listening to a certain song that just motivates you or reading a book or as you've, you've shared today, 
connecting with God. You, 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 you take those actions and then the actions take you to the place of happiness. It's not something you wait for when your rent is paid or when the new Tesla shows up. And by the way, you talked about reticular activation system. That is just so deep. If for anyone who doesn't understand it, it's the technology that makes the connection between your thinking and your results. It really is. I know when I bought my Tesla, every day I went outside and every car I saw for some reason was a Tesla. It's like, how did that happen? My reticular activation system had been so focused on buying this Tesla for so long, so concentrated that I programmed, I programmed my unconscious subconscious mind to see Tesla's everywhere, to see opportunity, to go after mm -hmm. opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so when I got it, all of a sudden, boom, now I see them everywhere. And that's the same thing that happens when we tell ourselves, I am happy. You don't say I'm going to be happy. You mm -hmm. say, I got happiness. I wrote a song called, I got happy. You know, maybe you should put a link out to, 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 so people can go check out I Got Happy. But you say, I got it. I have it now. And you keep telling yourself that. And believe it or not, when the smile and the, the realities of happiness start to show up, you're like, well, how did that happen? Because you've been saying it. That's why it happened. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this isn't to say, like for anybody that's listening to this, that's going through a hard time and you're like, okay, well, it's easy to just, you know, when you got stuff to be happy or when you, you know, when you're not feeling low and you're not feeling down and when depression hasn't attacked you and when, you know, you haven't lost a loved one, when you've got, you know, all of this other stuff, if you are someone that is listening to this right now and you're thinking that this is not to say that bad things don't come our way. You know, it, it's, but happiness is absolutely a choice and it's not to ignore the feelings that you have. It's not to ignore those bad things, but understand that all feelings are temporary. Yeah. And you got to think about how you're going to get through what you're going through. Yeah. I mean, you I might have a real strong testimony. <laughs> well, you know, you know, one of the greatest lessons I learned around the topic you're sharing right now is just the way our minds work. Mm -hmm. The mind is a biology, it is a muscle, and it has a technology. And you have to learn it. So here's one thing that the mind does not know how to do. The mind doesn't know how to decide for itself what it should be focusing on. Mm -hmm. You have to tell it. So for example, <clears throat> if I tell you right now, don't think about the color blue. Mm -hmm. Guess what you just did? <laughs> you thought about the color blue, no matter what. You can try not to think about the color blue, but you will end up thinking about the color blue because the mind is a tool that gets programmed. And so if we are experiencing difficult times, we have to remember that if we continue to focus on the difficult times and the difficulty and the mentality of somebody did this to me, it's just going to keep on happening. Mm -hmm. We have to decide to focus on what we want and not on what we don't have. Because if we continue focusing on what we don't have, we're gonna have more of what we don't have and it's gonna just be a continuing cycle. So that's it, that's the technology of the mind. And, 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 and I didn't create it, you didn't create it, God created it. The fact is we have to learn how it works in order to get the best out of it. So if you're in a bad spot, you know, accept that Yes, this has happened to me, but now your response needs to be, this is not where I want to stay. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm going. And then you keep that in your mind and your reticular activation system will take you there. 
Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Like it's just, this is just so much. It's giving me <laughs> so much vibes from, from making profit from your ideas to having genuine, true happiness from just so in your music. I do want to give a highlight to your music and I'll have a link for that below. And it's on his website. So you can definitely check it out. There's a few um, things that have music videos with them as well. And it's super positive music. You want to go into more detail about your music? Oh, thank you so much for that. You know, my music is the passion of my life. Uh, my mother introduced it to me when I was a young child by singing to me every day and programming it into my life. And she basically taught me that if I have any problem, just put it to music, you know, and 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 uh, it'll take care of itself. And so I'm not the traditional music songwriter that writes about, hey, I love you, baby. You know, of course, I have some songs like that, but my topic is motivation. My topic is how do we get past the struggle and go for what we want? And so every single song I write, I have 20 songs on that website page that you've shared, is a song that lifts you up, that takes you out of the darkness and puts you on the path to the light that you're looking for. I, I really believe that, you know, we are beings of spirit. And when we ignore our spirit and just focus on all the stuff we see out here, if we think it's our five senses that matter, we're missing the boat. Mm -hmm. A song can really take you, lift you, and change your life. Uh, I'm not the kind of musician also who's looking for billboard charts. I did that back in the 90s. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Alexander O'Neill? This is another test for whoever's listening. Alexander O'Neill, old school from the Minneapolis Sound back in the Prince days. Okay, you, nobody knows him, right? Okay, but I produced him. <laughs> My mom probably yes. <laughs> your mom probably yeah ask your mom say hey mom do you know alexander o'neill back from the the 80s and the 90s you know so making money from music is not my focus it, it, it has been but it's it's absolutely not my focus my music is free my music is a way for me to touch hearts and change change lives not not to make uh, money from but if if a connection goes from there to business no problem because i use my music uh authentically i just say hey enjoy this and let's uh let's have a conversation and your wife works in hospital she's a doctor as well right yes and she's worked in the hospitals during the pandemic you've got a video of that mm -hmm. um so for those that are listening if you know anybody that works in the um medical field they might they might need that because i'm i'm gonna let you know i have experienced i've experienced so much um connection with them recently and I've noticed they they're really hurting and they're not going to talk about that so so this music might help them and there's there's so many different things for different people in different industries and um Dr. Pillay I'm just I'm so happy to have you here I'm <laughs> thank you for those of you listening to this that can't see my smile I'm smiling so much um yeah is there anything else you'd like to share well you know just on the on the note of uh of that you know this pandemic that my goodness we've all we've all experienced here uh you know um my wife is an er doctor and i wrote a song called we are love and i dedicated it to all the people who work to save lives in this pandemic to all the people who've lost people and, and who've, who've lost their lives and uh, the song we are love is on the page that i think you'll probably share it's just a, it's a celebration of the fact that no matter what comes at us right we are just purely love and it's from there that everything else can be solved and, and dealt with. Um, I think the only thing I would want to share is, you know, if anybody's interested in 
learning how to turn their ideas into clients and how to authentically become the best that they want to be. Um, I would say, you know, join my free Facebook group and join Client Jam and, and you know, learn in a group how to really connect with people with your with your heart and turn your your happiness into profit that way uh, i think it's a and it's free you know it's, it's just a good thing that people can do so i'll leave i'll leave you with a link so you can share uh for that <laughs> absolutely thank you thank you thank you so much thank you so much i really appreciate it thanks for listening to this episode of the empowered woman badass and unfiltered podcast if you found any value in this please consider sharing and subscribing Now go out and be a badass. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.